2: Hi, welcome to another episode of the Weld.com podcast, I'm Beau Wigginton. I'm joined again today by my co-host Austin Harget, aka Dr. Welds, as we sit down with a group of guests who have been on the show before. They're all young welders just breaking into the industry. We have Bren Otto, a welder out of Nebraska who has seen a lot of growth with his social media since getting into welding. Andrew Nichols, who has been growing his custom welding hood business, and Jordan Packer, who took bronze medal last year at World Skills and is now running his own welding business while finishing college. We talk about what they've learned over the past year breaking into the industry, the people that helped them get here, and also the people continually to help and answer questions in the community and then we wrap it up with advice they would give themselves if they could go back a year. We dive in after a quick word from our sponsors. When it comes to welding, most people think the danger lies in the fire and electricity, but what you learn fast when you strike up and get a whiff of fumes is how terrible those can make you feel, especially after a long day of work. Welding creates fumes that can be hazardous and you need them out of the way. Luckily, Donaldson has come up with some cool stuff to help welders. They make fume extraction equipment for major fabricators, smaller shops, and everything in between. They've been around for more than 100 years, so they know what they're doing. Weld fumes are no joke, so learn how to protect yourself. Head over to Donaldson.com to check out their stuff. You'll be glad you did. I think it'll be cool going one at a time here. So first off... Austin's here. Austin's here. I have my co-host, Austin. I'm here. You might know him as Dr. Welds, but first off, Bryn, do you want to introduce people to you? You were on the podcast before. Everybody on the podcast has been on before, but just reintroduce yourself real quick and
1: what you're doing. My name is Bryn, Bryn Welds. I'm a 19-year-old in Nebraska. I like to weld some. You're only really 19 still? I feel like you were 19 yeah, last I, you year. Were 19 no, I, when I just, I just turned 19. <laughs> oh, no,
0: whatever. All right, continue. Sorry.
1: Yeah, I'm a 19-year-old welder from Nebraska. I pretty much do everything. I make videos on it in my garage, and I'm not the best at it all, but I like to have fun and post videos about it. The man does
0: everything right out of his garage. Does. We know, Brian. Yeah, Brand is yeah. here. We know. What's him. up, Pack Dog? Who are you? Tell him. I'm Jordan Packer. I was the world skills competitor in 2022. Oh, whoa! Humble yourself, real <laughs> quick. Man. Humble yourself. Don't come out like that. No, you did, yeah. dude. That's a tough competition. Go ahead. It's
3: it's pretty tough. I mean, I don't know if I know how to weld yet or not, but we're giving her hell. Well, and what are you doing right now? I started the business in December, and we're just plugging away at getting that thing up and rolling. So mostly plug welds. No, not no. No. (laughs) Oh, well, you got me confused. Well, he's in the the
0: business of plug welds. I'm in the business of whatever makes me money. Yeah, that kid. Yeah. Who, 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 who? Take it off.
2: (laughs) Oh, speaking of making money, Mr. Andrew, do you want to introduce yourself?
4: Yeah. My, my name is Andrew Nichols. I am currently 21. I am the owner operator and sole employee of Southern Leatherworks make custom welding hoods and leather products for people all around the world. I do run a little bit of a welding side business doing fabrication here and there, but, uh, Currently, I'm cowboying out West and uh, running my running my hood business. That's and I it.
0: thought I was telling Jordan to be humble. Andrew G <laughs> Wiz got the <laughs> big old, he's a welder, fabricator, <laughs> businessman extraordinaire, and a cowboy. Trying to do a little bit of everything and, all I at can. 22, 19. And how old are you, Jordan? 22. Or 20, 21, 22, and 19. You guys still are wet behind the ears. So that's nice. Y'all are getting a lot, y'all are still getting a lot done from uh, from whenever I was your age. So mazel tov.
2: I thought it would be really cool seeing Bryn and Jordan last week being like, all right, that would be a cool podcast talking about breaking your way into the industry and everything. But since we last talked, there's been a whole bunch of changes in everybody's lives, including mine and Austin's. Like our lives are very different than last year. So I thought it'd be cool to kind of hear what each of your journeys have been like and the biggest hurdles you've come over the past year. So whoever wants to kick it off.
0: I'll pick.
3: I'll pick. Jordan. Okay. I don't know if we're over them yet. They're still kind of like around my throat. Just, you know, we're well, trying to they? make it over like, them, but I'm still in school. I've got two associate's degrees now. We're running the business at the same time. So pretty insanely long days.
0: What you need two associates for? Uh, what are they in? Because I'm a badass. Why not? <laughs> Stack them. Just stacking them. What are, these, was, what are they in? just transferability
3: so my first one is a uh, associates of applied sciences in welding and then the next one is an associates of science so it's just a couple general ed credits that boost me up to the associates of science hey did you know that we have the same two degrees
0: yeah oh uh, yeah well you're more badass than me <laughs> no i don't have a business i've always wanted to start one but i'm too nervous to start because of all the hurdles it's fun it's fun it's really fun <laughs> You said that with a
3: (laughs) terrible face. It was very, very... (laughs) Not convincing. No, it's fun. It's a grind, that's for sure.
2: Well, Andrew, speaking of businesses and everything, how has yours been? Like, What have been some issues you've run into over the year?
4: (sighs) Over the year, I think uh, the biggest issue is making that jump from uh, working for somebody and having a steady paycheck to finally running a business full time or more so committing to something full time. Because before this time last year, I was working for an aluminum manufacturing shop. I was running the robot and taking on aluminum gates and all sorts of cool stuff. But I just wasn't happy. Really just, just hated it. Absolutely despised working in a factory. So I think the biggest hurdle was just saying, screw it. I'm going to do this. And it's either going to work or we're going to die trying. So, I think that's the, big, the biggest thing for me is is just committing to it and just saying screw it.
0: There is no way. out. <laughs> are just dead. There is no
4: way. Just go for it. And that's yeah. been the biggest thing is just going for it. Has that been similar
2: for you, Jordan?
3: 100%. I mean,
2: I saw you light up when he was just like it was like, yeah, not having someone give you a paycheck. You're like <laughs>
3: Yeah. I mean, especially I've got a welding business, and so I've got to have a lot of overhead with equipment and insurance and my monthly bills and then not having that steady paycheck that comes in. I mean, it really is life or death. You're hurting for work, then you're hurting for work and you're hurting to pay bills, but you know you make it work somehow.
4: Yeah. It's like, you know, I go a day and a half, two days without selling a welding hood or not. I'm not panicking. You know, nobody's welding anymore. Nobody's buying welding hoods. I'm screwed. This is the dumbest thing you ever did. Now you got to go back and work somewhere else. And and it's also a matter of um, just calming down, taking a step back, realizing the good Lord's got a better plan for me than I'll realize and just going with it. So
0: it's been an interesting, interesting growing process. Well, I'm sure all you guys can kind of relate to you might have gotten curious like I have when I used to work places, but I'm getting paid by the hour versus how long it took me to do this job. This is the hourly rate that this job took me and then asking the boss, how much did you sell this thing? For? Yeah. I mean, it was just like, damn, yep. I got a piece of that. I got just a little, little 5% little piece. <laughs> I appreciate you, sir. Thank you. Yep. You know, I appreciate the daily paycheck, but there is more money to be made. And I I tell people, I've never started my own business, but I have made the most money in welding working for myself. Now, again, I'm not advertising what I'm doing or, or running around town trying to find work, but the stuff that does come to me, I charge an hourly rate and I get paid more than I would have ever if I were to stay single hand welding. You know, you might get a little bit of different if you're running your own truck and rig and your own business and company as far as on the pipeline or whatever random work comes your way. But essentially at that point you run your own company. Yeah. It's not, you're not a pipeline or you're still just, you're a businessman. And that's how a lot of people got to look at that stuff. Uh, there's a lot of ways to make business happen in this industry. Bryn, you're really good at, as far as inside the social media field, hunting down manufacturers that want to connect with your, you know, your sponsors, part of the man. industry, the sponsors yeah. that are looking for. Yeah. I mean, you understand how all that kind of works and that's another form of business in its own way.
1: Yeah. Me and Andrew just did a project recently with the company I work for here in town because, so when I went to school, they gave us fixed shade helmets. It was just cheap. I told my teacher, Brandon Pearsall, when I graduated at the college, I'm going to get 80 helmets for all your students that are auto darkening. And he said, yeah, yeah. I'd like to see you try. <laughs> <laughs> and then that day, I texted Andrew. I said, Yo, Andrew, give me a quote. And then he gave me the quote on 80 helmets. And I said, Damn. <laughs> and, and I was like, like what's All the right. Friends and family discount, man? <laughs> oh, no, no. Not for 80, bro. Not for
4: 80. That is the discount. <laughs> it's wholesale, dude. Listen, he got the wholesale
0: price, but for 80 hoods, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot. Uh, you got to put my ass to
1: work bro like
0: you're gonna pay for something
1: <laughs> yeah so i was like all right we got to find somebody so i went to my boss and i said hey i want more money and no i'm just kidding <laughs> i said uh
4: hey
1: we'll put your logo on this helmet but if you pay for it and i want my logo on there too and andrew put his logo and it took like two or three months for the whole process to work out and then i announced it at the 10-year celebration i like the academies is what they call it, pretty much just transferring into a kind of a trade high school. And we donated 80 helmets back to the high school. Yeah, that was really cool. I remember
0: seeing that. Yeah. yeah, And you were like,
1: I went back the other day and I wore a similar shirt with my logo on it. And they said, hey, that's the same logo as on our helmets. I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> 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 I am him. Yeah, that I was am, probably
4: yeah. one of the coolest texts I got from Bren was, yo, you want to send 80 welding hoods to these kids that are still in high school? And I thought, yeah, I'll make it happen. I don't care what happens. We'll make it happen. Because I remember welding there and seeing these high schoolers, you know, like they're coming to talk to me like, hey man, you know, why can't I weld this? And you look at their mask and it's just, the lens is just spattered nasty.
0: Oh, those, high, those, like, those donor <laughs> hoods are rough. It's
4: like warped because they're staying like so close to the weld because they can't see. And it was just bad. And, you know, every time, yeah, I don't. it was just, it was a good experience.
1: But yeah, man, I mean, we did that big project. I don't know if I was with Everlast last time I was on the, the podcast, but now I'm on their ambassador team and Edge Welding Cups. I just recently joined, I was in their competition and they said, hey, you're in this competition so we can't announce it publicly, but if you want to join the Edge Army, you can. So I was like, oh, let's do it. And the competition didn't end until the first day of Fabtech, so we couldn't announce it. And then I was winning. She called me, and she was like, we didn't expect you to win. We were either going to have to wait to announce you joining the Edge Army next year? Or you're going to have to tone it back a little bit? So I was like, damn. All right. So I toned it back, and we announced it. But I don't think I would have beat. Actually, Jordan, you might know him. His name is something massic. Uh, Jared. Jared, yeah. yeah. He, he won it. He won a, a brand new Everlast and uh, Master Kit. He he won. And he swept me. His students <laughs> went crazy.
0: Yeah, that's nice to have that at, at your disposal, just like every day coming into class. Your Today's your warm-up activity is to vote for me. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead
2: and give this a view.
3: And- yeah.
0: Go ahead and run this back every day. I don't care if you're copy and pasting it. Run it back every (laughs) month. That was his story for the duration of the competition. Was a link to the video
3: to go comment.
1: One kid commented one to 1,000 in the comment section. He counted to 1,000 with a different comment every time. Dude,
0: that takes, that's a lot of time. Like that kid was doing nothing. He was probably like, if I cannot do anything today, can I just sit in the corner (laughs) and just type one to 1,000?
2: Can't well, but man, I can comment.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me get that A,
0: sir. He
1: must be a pretty good teacher, though, because there was some genuine comments about his teaching skills. And even even former students' parents chimed in. So, he's, I don't know. He's I'm just glad it's going teacher. to school. He's a good teacher.
3: He's a damn good guy. Yeah.
2: Was he one of the people you worked with?
3: I've worked with him quite a bit. So he's in Utah County, which is the same county that I live in. But he's
0: in it for the right reasons. He's well deserving. That's good. Good to hear. Yeah. As far as education, Jordan Skills USA. I was in skills whenever I was in in trade school, and it was it was real complicated. There was a lot more rules to it than like a lot of kids are going to these high school weld competitions and some of that stuff. And you know, they're they're good. They're they're hunky dory. But skills is whole next level. Like you're showing up in even goofy outfits. Everyone's yep. all dressed the same. It's very very crazy that everyone just shows up all in the same little uniform. But there's so many different skills that are at the convention. Yep. But welding on one hand, it's a lot of technical stuff. Everything is held to a lot of tight tolerances, good welds, solid welds within codes. And like how did that translate? Did it help you being able to do skills and winning skills? Did it help you in as far as your career, as far as trying to break out on your own and understanding that? Did any of that go hand in hand? The level of like state and national skills USA is so much lower than
3: a world skills. World skills is out the roof. What's different? Just the level of quality that you have to weld to. So like welding robots, they can't even weld into the tolerances that we're required to. Like micro porosity that you can only see with a magnifying glass, they count that. The X rays have to be perfect. If you touch a rod with your bare hand and you weld with it, I mean you could lose the competition because of the oil on your hands.
0: It's Jesus. Insanely <laughs> tight. I still use the same rods from like a month ago, just sitting yeah, on the floor now, my shop. It bothers me so much. My OCD just goes out the window. My rods are for YouTube videos. <laughs> <laughs> They're good for YouTube videos.
2: Is that a big part of what you're doing right now? Like a bunch of drawings and tight tolerances? Are you doing more kind of... What, Is
3: it chiller than you... skills? Oh, it's way chiller than skills. <laughs>
2: <Thanks>. <laughs> you're not working 18-hour days every day?
3: I am working 18-hour days every day. Usually. Oh, so it's just like <laughs> skills. Well, it's different. I mean, safety, you got to deal with paperwork and stuff, but the stuff you're doing, you have to be able to visualize. Like I'm doing industrial piping and basically anything I can get my hands on. So I was at Kennecott Copper Mine for three months and we were putting in eight inch pipe into places that it should not have gone. They wanted it to go a certain direction. You got to fit it in between whatever they've already got in the building. So you got to But weld you got it to,
0: done. Yeah. You got to weld on top of your head. Can't see it at my house. That's good.
2: (laughs) I mean, that's good that you had those skills and everything, and that drawings are a big part of what you're doing. So when you're dealing with clients or jobs, a lot of people they'll do anything and everything to not have to replace something. Jordan, you keep shaking
3: your head. Hundred percent. Trying to fix Grandma's cast iron pan. Had you know the little stainless steel measuring cups? They're like twenty cents at Walmart oh yeah handle breaks off of
0: that and they want that welded back on there's a lot of that stuff where it's like just buy another one yeah or trailer hedges yeah that's what gave me a shop minimum of a (laughs) hundred dollars Yes, like if that's i mean that's it It, to me that sounds fair someone told me like you would charge someone a hundred dollars to weld that I'm like no it's like a hundred dollars to make me turn my stuff on like it's yep it's not worth my time go get a new one i hope you're enjoying the episode so far
2: we'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors Are you tired of carrying multiple pieces of equipment on your service truck? Lincoln Electric has introduced the solution, the Ranger Air 260 MPX. This multi-function engine drive combines an air compressor, generator, battery charger, battery jump starter, and multi-process welder in one compact device, specifically designed for the unpredictable circumstances and job demands of the work truck industry. But that's not all. The Ranger Air 260 MPX is also designed to provide a lower cost of ownership with features such as auto stop-start technology and an electronic throttle body engine with variable engine speed. Don't miss out on this versatile and reliable machine that can handle any demanding job site. Visit www.lincolnelectric.com for more information on the Ranger Air 260 MPX available later this year. And save space on your truck for other tools and gear with this compact power horse.
1: I got a question for Andrew Jordan and then I'll answer it myself.
2: See, here he is coming from a job take, again, bro. Just no, taking over?
1: <laughs> no, I thought of this while I was at work earlier. We're all three pretty young. I wouldn't say we've made it, but we've had some (sighs) decent success. You know what I mean? For our age, we've had some decent success. Jesus Christ,
0: all three of you now, calm down. Someone pop all (laughs) three of y'all's
1: heads. (laughs) For, For all three of our ages, we've had some decent success. Who are some people and how have they helped you find your success?
4: I'll go first. I'd say my dad supporting me with my fabrication to start. He was sending me a lot of work and accepting a lot of the work that I did to start. But he
3: stuck with me through the beginning of me learning to weld and fabricate. So I'd say my dad, for the most part. I'd say my my welding instructors were the most supportive of everything, specifically at my college, USU Eastern. You know, they stayed behind when they could have left. I mean, they put in nearly the same amount of hours that I did when I was competing for world skills and not many teachers do that. So my instructors for sure.
1: Shout out to the OGs. Yeah. I was going to say my welding instructor as well, Brandon Pearsall. We were talking about him earlier. He's ex-Army, and then we had another student that I went to school with, Stephen. He's ex-Navy, and my teacher was ex-Army. And I feel like being around veterans for two whole years, well, with Brandon, it was three years. They've been put through the ringer life, and I feel like my mental game wouldn't be as strong if it wasn't for either of them. So I think I would give a lot of my success towards them.
2: Speaking of success and people that help build you up, I think another thing is your community of welders and people you lean on, like your peers. Have there been peers of yours that have really helped y'all out?
1: I had this one. Well, I don't know what school he's at now. I think he's somewhere in Ohio. He's going to get a welding engineering degree. He's been working on that for a while. His name's Braden Weller. He's from Palmer, Nebraska, and Palmer just breeds D1 welders. Like everybody that comes out of Palmer is just a dog. Can you you tell that he's still
0: wet behind the ears because his voice (laughs)
1: cracked? (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm sick, and I was sick on the last podcast, too. Anyways, Braden was really good in high school, and everybody compared me to him. Even though I was trash when I first got the following, everybody compared me to him because I had followers, and he was good. So that's what motivated me to grind my ass off was him being good and getting compared to him. So
0: competing in welding school is super important. It was a super important yeah. lesson that I learned while I was in school. It's like, those are the guys that are learning the exact same thing you are learning right now. If there's someone better than you, you should be trying to use them and sponge off of them in as much as possible in a way that's competitive. I think competing is the best way to get better. And then, then also clearly the connections that you still have from welding school can pay off.
1: Yeah, now that we get along, I'm pretty glad that I have him as a contact, so that if I have a question I'll hit him up and bounce it off him or something like that.
2: What about you guys? Anybody that's helped you out, like in the welding community?
3: Uh I think the list for me is too long to even say. I mean I don't like know. Like have
2: have there been anybody like you've Wayne's getting on
3: emotional. He said everybody
2: <laughs> I just know as far as like your business, have you like had someone who's been kind of your champion of answering questions or pointing you in the right direction?
3: I've got a guy that I'm contracting with quite a bit that he has been really open on like the bidding process and just what his expenses are so that I can kind of base my expenses off of his, which a lot That's of guys cool, man. You got to find like. that stuff. He's been a huge resource. And then Chandler Vincent with Welder Made, he's helped me through world skills. And then he's still helping me with business stuff now. So I don't know. I've got a huge network of people that I wouldn't be here without. It's hard to narrow it down.
2: Well, that's, that's
3: something that a lot
2: of people don't think about. You know, it's like you, every friend you make in the industry, every connection you make in the industry, you did the hard work to make that connection and build that relationship. And a lot of people just don't foster them. They don't ask people for help. Mm -hmm. People always want help. You know, if, if you reach out to somebody and say, hey, I need help with this. Most of the time, if they can help you, they'll help you or they'll point you in the right direction. But I feel like people are afraid to ask for help. That's a hard thing, especially getting into the industry, just being like, oh, I don't want to look stupid or I don't want to like look like I don't know what I'm doing.
0: Asking the question the right way is super important because being someone who was the, the new guy on the job site or to the person that's been there for a few years, there are such things as dumb questions. There are. They're like you can you can infer a little bit or even wait till the foreman's done talking and, and go off to the side with Buddy and see if he knows, like ask a question like that. But I don't know. There's some questions that you can ask in the wrong times that make you look stupid, right? And you they don't I know that you're not trying to be. You're you're clearly just don't know any better because you've never seen it or done it, but there is a method to it too, because there are people that are gonna make it a hard time for you working there. Like you don't know anything, you're new, right? So there are going to be those people that are like Jordan said, that are kind of wanting to hide things from you or make it hard for you. You don't want to show everybody, you don't know nothing, but find someone that you trust and you know, latch to that person and then make sure that you can communicate and ask those questions too. Just for example, I was standing in a group of people and someone asked, like we were talking about doing the main steam and someone asked like, what's the main steam? And I'm standing there. I've never, I, I didn't know what it was either. We were putting a new line in and it's for the main steam of the power plant. And this is the first time I've ever built a power plant and the first time I came across this. But, you know, I can guess what main steam might be and I'm not going to stop the entire safety meeting or the the conversation that the the superintendent is giving right in front of me to ask what the main steam is. There's still a a way to ask and a a method to it that I would advise anyone who's new to still keep keep your cards close to you, but ask the right questions to the right people the right way.
1: The AWS arcs and ales. I was telling Jordan that he's got to get big into social media or at least a little bit more active because I've met so many people that I can bounce those questions off of, like Brad White from Arc Life Fab. When it comes to business and like LLCs and all that, I go to Johnny S. Welder, James from SSP. We stayed at an Airbnb in Chicago this year, and we walked across the street to the McDonald's, and he was like, don't worry, guys, I got it all. And I was like, oh, really? Thanks. He was like, it's on Johnny S. Weld LLC. <laughs> yeah, it's a business experience. Anyway. Yeah, write yeah. it out, man, write it out.
0: But there is yeah. a lot of value in, in he- holding an LLC. I was even at Fabtech, I don't even have one. And I was talking to somebody, it's like, just do your name. If you're going to do anything, do your name. There's some There's stuff that you can write off as an individual or person, whatever you want to call it that you do. You know, I do a little bit of side work. I do a little bit of trading or buying stuff that's kind of for work or more or less, you know, but how do I write that off? I can't because I don't have an LLC. How do I do my taxes the right way when I'm doing this extra stuff without it? Those kind of things are stuff to think about. Eh, cash is king and all, but There is still a way to make your taxes and your life better on the back end if you do it, I guess, the right way. I don't know those ways, so I'm not the right person to ask.
2: (laughs) And that's something they don't teach you. You know, it's like I I have two LLCs. I have one for music stuff and I have one for welding stuff. I I didn't have that for a long... I was a professional musician for 15 years and I never had an LLC. And that was so stupid because I, I could have written everything off. Like when you're a musician, everything is an expense because... No matter what I'm doing, if I'm buying clothes, that's my stage clothes. If I'm buying lunch, oh, I had to go. This is me on the road. You know, everything is a business expense from then on. I'm going to go buy a guitar now. Well, you got to be good. For no, you so got to prove go. it. You have to audition for your music LLC. It's not like a normal LLC. Really? Yeah. You never Deacting. heard of that?
0: Nah, that sounds like something someone <laughs> tells you is like a yeah. fake ass thing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that is, that's 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 a big lie. On the social media side, that is something that, besides Jordan, your generation is like just in hardcore. Thanks. Except Jordan, Jordan. Yeah, thanks. Jordan, he's not in the he's not in the
1: social business,
2: but he should be because welding is
1: really popular in social that. media. But I probably would have quit welding if I didn't, by now, if if I had never posted, I probably would have gotten burnt out and, and quit for sure. What have been things that have helped you
2: out, Bryn, to build your following? Because you do have a pretty decent size following out there.
1: I think a lot of people think that giveaways help a lot, but giveaways do not gain much traction. For me, at least, I don't know how it works for y'all, but my last one, I did three different winners and that shipping on three big ass boxes was not cool.
2: What what have been some things that helped you besides the giveaways? Like what have been your insider look into it? Like if you're going to give people advice on how to grow your social media
1: following. Networking. Fabtech last year in Atlanta was massive for me. I, I came in there. That's why I'm glad I had Andrew because I wouldn't have went without Andrew. If, if I, was,
4: <laughs> I wouldn't have gone without you. <laughs> yeah,
1: if I was going in there alone, I didn't know anybody. Greg from Wicked Welding, he kind of introduced me to everybody. But, so this year I came in with with Edge and Everlast f- that came from last year. I got them because I went to Fabtech in Atlanta. So this year I come in with a team and have more people to introduce me to other people, stuff like that. So the network just grows. I don't know, I like to always keep a project down the line. Little victories is what I would call it. The way my head works, every little victory leads to a big project that becomes a big victory. So like this, this is a, a little victory. So that'll keep me motivated to find hey, the next one. Come on, little man, There's a huge
2: podcast, a really good opportunity, <laughs> all
1: right? Uh-huh. <laughs> but it's kind of like all the little victories eventually stack up to a big project that comes into a big victory and then goes up more and more. And that's kind of like a stock chart. That's how my mind works.
0: It's like a build project that never is finished. Yeah. It's
1: constantly
2: building. It's like my sectional on the back porch. It's never going to be done (laughs) (laughs) as far as like content and stuff. So, I mean, Andrew, you can touch on this too. Are there specific types of content you like to make and
4: you've seen really catch on? I think it's more personal stuff for me, like there's a face behind the product, not just the product in front of you. I like doing build videos and stuff, but I like cracking jokes while testing wild hoods, you know, by dropping them off a ladder or something. I had a good one that was me throwing it against a tree or something and just keeping it light and fun. But those tend to do the best for me is when I'm most personal with it and not just posting a product and expecting people
0: to like it. What about the stuff that you like are watching? What is the shit that you like to watch? I mean, for you
4: page is all over the place. <laughs> right? I, I, I'm not talking
0: um, about anything other than welding, guys. Nothing else yeah, that's yeah. on your for you. That's welding. Well, the
4: stuff I enjoy is um like Fireball Tool. I like watching his videos, like build projects. Like he's building tools, he's building vices, he's fixing this, fixing that, and he is he's giving you a solution to a problem that you might have. So I find relation in that is people that are having cool tools that have been in the bottom of their workbench for, you know, the past 10 years that you've never seen. So those are the videos I really like. I can relate to the fabrication side. So that's what I enjoy seeing is guys, you know, building cool stuff or setting up their, you know, their fixture table. Doesn't matter what.
0: Given some tricks of the trade or some cool tools that you didn't know the, the right, yeah, exactly. the right you know, use for them.
4: It's something that makes you raise your eyebrows and goes, oh, well, never, never thought of that, but I could definitely use One of these faces. I can't remember how many times I've impressed my dad with pulling something off TikTok. He shakes his head when I tell him where I learned it TikTok.
2: from. <laughs> it is crazy what you can learn on that app. It's insane.
4: Absolutely. Especially
2: in the welding world. Like there's one of my favorite guys I've I've talked to him before about getting him on the podcast. I really need to I need to make it happen. The guy who's like, what? No way, no, yeah. no way, yeah. I mean, <laughs> he's a welder too, like that's yeah. And he, yeah. he got he really
0: famous is. for just reacting to videos and being like, No way, we all what? do it. We no don't, none of us actually go try it, but he did, and that's why no, we appreciate does. it. <laughs> none of us yeah. try because he tries it, so we don't have to, yeah. We just go, we, we watch, <laughs> we have the problem in front of us. We're like, Let me go watch this, what, no way guy, and see if he's got a solution to this, yeah. <laughs>
3: well.
2: What you just said, Jordan, like we, he already did it. That's a big thing with making content of any kind is like, you don't want to just make it look like you're just copying someone, right? Like you want to be original. You want to have your own thing. And it's really hard to figure out your own thing. It's hard to make super original content. That's never been done before. Bryn, how do you come up with content ideas? Where do you get your inspiration?
1: Dude, wherever. I just come up with the most random stuff. One day I walked by the scrapman. I was like, picked one up, man. This is a two out of ten. And then uh, I was like, oh, let's take a video of it. So I started doing that, and that series kind of took off. And I hate when people take it way too serious. They're like, judge yourself before <laughs> you judge those welds. I'm like, dude, come on. I'm just showing the the bad welds and good welds and the medium welds. That's what I try to find in every every scrap bin. But now I don't get to do that. I had a one of the students that got one of those helmets. He he hit me up. He said, hey man. Since you're not at the school anymore, do you want me to take videos of the scrap bin? I was like, no <laughs> <laughs> I'll swing by I want to carry
0: your legacy on.
1: <laughs> I I have one for Dumping. you. Oh, okay. I,
2: I I've got one for you, Bryn. I took pictures of uh, welds at the Avenged Sevenfold concert. I was like, I gotta get these to Bryn. Gotta get <laughs> these to Bryn.
4: Jumping off of Bryn, though, I think the first one he did, he pulled one of my TIG welds out of the scrap bin. And I saw and I went, oh, crap, he's going to review this. He gave it like a 7 out of 10, which I appreciate, which was way too generous. But I did cringe when I saw him grab my TIG weld. It was bad.
1: I've never given a 10 out of 10 besides uh, I gave my first one the other day at Fabtech. It was Austin Hills, Chromali. Uh We did an overkill racing chassis. Uh, what is that? the tube recane? I think it's called. It's a, a clock. I gave it to Austin Hill. Finally, the first 10 out of 10 I've ever given. That's actually funny that Andrew mentions that because we we probably weren't very close at the time. I, like I didn't, re- we don't really know each other. The way I met no. Andrew was from uh, Facebook Marketplace. He had a <laughs> he, he made a hat rack in in school. There was a it was like a hat rack or a coat hanger or whatever, and I was like, somebody welded a coat hanger. And and put this up for sale, and then I cl- I click on it. I said Andrew Nichols and his pictures of welding hood. I tap on his profile, and then I I go back to the photo. I zoom in. I'm like, this is that CCC. <laughs> I, I went and asked our teacher, who is this guy? And he was like, oh, that's Andrew. He makes welding helmets. <laughs> you can still find that coat hanger
4: in the back room of CCC. Yeah, it's yeah. still there, yeah. tucked in the corner. <laughs> the
2: little things in life that bring people together. Am I right? That's crazy yep. too,
1: because he. He didn't even live here. I mean, well, you did at the time. This dude is the youngest snowbird you'll ever meet. He comes to Nebraska in the Wait, summer and dude. goes back to Florida. Okay, I was like, I never heard of that one before.
4: Yeah, usually it's snowbirds coming down to Florida in the in the winter time, but I'll take it. Yeah, I don't, I don't care for that white stuff on the ground. Y'all can, y'all keep. That.
0: I think That's it's super right. special. I like it.
2: This has been a really awesome conversation. Really fun. We got to draw the line somewhere, and I think it's time for some advice if you could give that person i met last year the biggest piece of advice to get to where you are now what would that be
4: i'd say just don't give up and what's the worst that could happen you know if you're going you got something you want to do go for it cuz i mean there is there is the worst thing that can happen there is something bad that can happen but it can't possibly be that bad that you can't try it
1: i'd say the networking networking is huge because you meet two people then those two people you're doing something cool enough that those two people go tell another two people then it's it's kind of like just a spider web where they start introducing you to more people and those people are important then those important people introduce you to more important people networking is key and it's it's who you know
3: i'd say that uh there's always going to be somebody that tells you you can't do it and to never listen to anybody that isn't where you want to be
4: one last thing to bounce off Jordan real quick. One last thing. Like you said, don't listen to anybody that's not where you want to be. I think that's the biggest thing. My dad cringed when I told him I was making custom welding hoods. He didn't understand it. And now he's looking at what I'm doing now. And, you know, he he bows his head and he he, he shows some respect towards me of what I've done. So, I mean, it could be yep. even your own family that's dogging on you. And I'm sure Jordan can relate to this. You know, family's dogging on you, telling you can't do
0: it. But if I could give you three any bit of advice, it would be never say no to opportunity. When it comes calling, just say yes. If you're like iffy, like maybe I should do it, maybe I shouldn't, I think it's good, say yes. If there's obviously no clear bad, say yes. See what happens, what comes of it.
2: Just keep going. You're the future of this industry. I've told you guys all specifically on the podcast, like I love seeing what what y'all do. I I have a soft spot for young people trying to get into things they want to do. So I appreciate what you do. I'm always here. Austin's here. Well, I can't speak for Austin, but
0: (laughs) don't call me. Yeah. I'll call you.
2: <laughs> but I appreciate you guys coming on. That was great. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. We, we right appreciate the insight. Thank you again for listening to another episode of the Weld.com podcast. And thank you, Bryn, Jordan, and Andrew for coming back on the show and letting us give you a hard time. I know you all are going to continue to grow and do big things, and I can't wait to hear all about it. I also want to give a huge thank you to our sponsors Donaldson and Lincoln Electric for making the show possible and helping us all learn about different pathways available in the welding industry. If you have a topic you would like me to cover or you would like to be a guest, feel free to shoot me an email to boww@weld.com weld.com or connect with me on the weld app at bowdidit. Speaking of the app, if you want to grow your network, then look no further than the feed. Social media, including the app, was meant to be social, so don't be afraid to ask a question, and who knows? It might just end up on our YouTube channel as a full-blown video. Download the Weld app today and join the global welding community. Until next time, we'll see you out there.